Deep sigh was exhaled from within my rib cage as I hit the record button, trying to think of what to say for this introduction. But I guess I'll just say hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records' Punk Goes series to answer the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah. Very good. There we go. It's a it's a it's a Thursday night. Mm. Um, we're full of quiche. We are, yes. And uh, I guess you could say we devoured it like animals. Animals, moles. Animals, moles. Uh, <laughs> much like this week's song, "Animals" by uh, by Maroon Five, as covered by. Ice Nine Kills for Punk Goes Pop Volume 6, the re-release. Oh, shit. Okay. Re-release. Deep cut. Re-release. Re-re-release. Um, <laughs> I've just had... I'm having a day where I am just forgetting basically every person's name or every like celebrity's <laughs> name and band's name. And I was trying so hard to think of the... To think of the band Coldplay, yeah, as we were having a discussion, and I'm like, I'm like, don't tell me it. I'm going to just figure it out myself. And eventually, I just had to break and go. The band with Chris Martin in it. I, that's close enough. That's all you need to know. Well, I guess it is kind of just Chris Martin, isn't it? But yeah, I couldn't tell you any of the other guys' names. No, uh, I guess kind of similar. Two, uh, well, I was going to say, like, as I was saying the band's names for this episode, I was like, I was starting to forget Maroon 5, or you could probably just say Adam Levine. Um, and I'm like, wait, I have it in front of, like, I have it literally in my hand on my phone looking, I, I could just look at it. Move, move your, move your eyes two centimeters to the right and you'll see it. <laughs> but anyway, how about we get into some Maroon 5? Done. So, something that is, I guess it's sort of, I'm not going to say lore of the Punk Goes Pod podcast, it's kind of just our own lore, is that, like, our best performing episode <laughs> on SoundCloud was 
the payphone episode, the Maroon 5 payphone episode, which we did like, it was like episode four or five. I was literally trying to remember, had we covered Maroon 5 before? And like, yeah, we did. We did. And it's, <laughs> and it's our most, it's our most listened to episode on SoundCloud. So I'm assuming that if you're coming from, uh, from a place of having listened to that episode, you know, if you're someone who's maybe listened to it like 50 times to get those numbers up, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to assume you know a you're little in- bit about. Sorry, you go Maroon Five. You go. I was going to say you're in for a real treat because now you get to listen to the follow-up Maroon Five episode. And, finally, and the follow-up Maroon Five episode means I don't have to read facts about Maroon Five. We could probably, like you were saying, how Chris Martin basically is Coldplay. You can basically just say that Maroon Five is Adam Levine at this point, isn't it? It doesn't seem fair to say that because I feel as if their lineup has been fairly consistent, but also, yes. Yes, yeah, I should probably look that up, shouldn't I? I just, I know there's the dude that has the long hair. The long, is he the bassist? I think so. The guitarist? I don't know, something. I'm, 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 I'm getting onto them right now. Um, how about you read some facts about the song though? Sure. So, Animals, Malls. I'm just going to, every time I talk about it now, it's just going to be Animals Malls. Animals Malls. Was the second single from the band's fifth studio album, I assume five or V? I would assume it's five. Well, so it's, Roman numerals V. If it's the fifth album, then... then It stands to reason that it's five, but I, I want, yeah. I also wouldn't put it past Adam Levine to not have the the nuance to go, all right, it's five. And I mean, it's not really nuance anyway. It's five. We'll label it as V, but he, in his mind, he'd be like, oh, V for vagina or something <laughs> like V for vendetta. But like, he wouldn't get that. It's that it's that. Um, yeah, you're, you're actually right. So Adam Levine is the one original member. Oh, what? Really? I thought that they, oh, wow. So, uh, from 94. Oh, Shit, okay. Yeah. Uh, but there have been sort of like Jesse Carmichael, the keyboardist, has been around since 2001. He yep. left a few times, came back a few times. Um, James Valentine, the lead guitar. He's been around for a while. 2001. I feel like they've all been there since songs about Jane, at least. Uh, well, no, Sam Farah, the bassist, is from 2020. Uh-huh. PJ Morton, the, the keyboard and backing vocalist. I thought they had a keyboardist. Oh, no, J- Jesse Carmichael now plays lead guitar, <laughs> rhythm guitar. Does oh, he got a promotion. Rhythms. Good for him. Uh, but, yeah, PJ Morton, the keyboardist, has been there since 2012. Matt Flynn on drums from 2006. So, like... A majority of them have been, like, a few yeah. of them have been there for more than 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, you're probably right. It isn't just Adam Levine's band. It's not like, it's not like the now dearly departed or just departed Panic at the Disco could have just been Brendan Urie. Yeah. At a certain point. Brendan and the Uries. Brendan and the Uries. Did you, did you want to take a moment to, to eulogize, to sing a requiem for Panic? <laughs> not really. No. Like, it's, it's definitely the end of an era because Panic was one of the first bands where I was like in on the ground floor with them. Yep. Like I was there when they released the first single. I saw their first show over here, like all that kind of stuff. Or first tour at least. Yeah. Um, like they were always very special to me in that sense, but just the older I got and the older that Brendan got, it just got further and further away from what the band was for yeah. me as a teenager, which of course it did because like it, the band 
split in half and then sort of split in half again and then Brendan broke up with himself. Like, <laughs> it's... I am breaking up with you, but I'm you. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah, it just... Like, he's a very talented person and musician, but yeah, it's... Like, even just that first album after John and Ryan had left, like, the lyrical quality just tanked. Like, I still enjoyed it, but, like, it was not the same. And then it just kind of proceeded to get further and further away from, like, the ethos of what Panic at the Disco was. And, like... Yeah, so, like, I mean, for myself, I've I've had just a lot of, like... I've always gotten yuck vibes from Brendan Urie. I, yeah, I get the impression, like, allegedly he might not be the nicest person in real life. Like, that doesn't surprise me that you get yuck vibes. I just, I personally, this might uh, label me as, like, a, a really cynical old prick, but anyone who is just always portraying themselves as... 100% happy. Yeah, yeah. And outwardly, like, always smiling. I feel like, I feel like that person who's, like, always smiling has a darkness inside of them <laughs> that's really, like, I... Not I, even I, a sadness, just, like, a darkness. But, like, if, if someone, if someone, honestly, like, if someone's, like, kind of a, a miserable person, I, I w- would trust that person more. Like, yeah. I would, I would trust the miserable person with my kids more than the outwardly happy person. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I'm going to get at. But like, I, it would, because it's, because the band has stopped, it would have, I, I kind of was like, did the, would the other members like perhaps get another singer and like retake the name Panic no, at the Disco? Or? Surely not. At that point, like, the ship of Theseus is like fully. Departed. But like, play the oldies or something. Because, like, that's what a lot of... Well, I don't... Not heaps, but metal bands have done that. Like, mm. like a band like Entombed split off in half. And so you have Entombed, you have Entombed AD. You have you have two Batushkas. You have two uh, f- f- fucking Dismembers. Mm. Like, and like... And it's always, like... It's always AD for yeah. probably after death or whatever. Um, yeah, so, like... I can't remember. There's another one that I'm. I am just forgetting. And it's, what you mean, Black Flag and Black Flag Two, the squeak wall. They can't. Well, they 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 kind of did do that. Yeah, true. Well, they didn't. No, they didn't kind of do that. Um, Henry Rollins had his Black Flag for a while, and Greg Greg Ginn or Greg Gin. Mm. I think it's Gin. It's um, like Gif Jif. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, he had his own Black Flag. Yeah. And I remember reading Henry Rollins's one of Henry Rollins's books. And like, we were literally discussing this today because Henry Rollins is coming over to Australia. Um, but he talks about like his, his band. Yeah. Rollins's uh, version of black flag. And like he had, I think he might've gotten um, like a couple of the original people. He might've, I can't remember her name, the female bassist of black flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and Greg Ginn had, the the skateboarder Mike Vallely doing vocals <laughs> and a drum machine as well. Sick. And people were like... And that is true punk right but, there. But it didn't come across as like a brag. It wasn't like... It didn't feel like Henry Rollins was like, my band is... My black flag is better. It just sort of was like, matter of fact, he had a drum machine and I didn't. Because <laughs> that's Henry Rollins. I feel like at a certain point, you cannot just pick up the name and assume... Like... 
identity. Yeah. I don't know. There's just even basically as soon as Ryan and Brendan stopped being a duo, it's just like, mm, okay. Yeah. Nocturnus was the band I was thinking of yeah. I, that I always space on. And I literally have a patch of theirs on my, one of my jackets. So, um, yeah. 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 But in saying that, like death of a bachelor, that was probably like the logical end point for panic. Like if he'd wrapped it up there, I'd be like, perfect. But mm. he just kept going. Mm. Like I did not realize at all that he'd released. It's called like Viva La Vengeance or something. An album, I think last year or 2021. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think I think it was when High Hopes came out and oh, I was... And it was used for what? The de- Democratic something something? They were like all those sort of Pop. happy clapper politician types. Probably, because wasn't his parents or someone... Or was it like Pete Wentz's parents that, that was like... Yeah, they were linked... Well, like they met from the Biden campaign or something. Um, like, obviously... Yeah, obviously not, yeah. <laughs> not two years ago. And then Pete emerged a fully... Fledged adult. A fully fledged bassist. Yeah. Um, but I remember working in the, when I worked in the bottle shop and I would drive the van to do deliveries and that came on and I was just like, huh, so then he's not even pretending anymore. He's just no. like, he's just like given up all pretenses that this is a band and it's just all done on a computer now and it's just to show how much of a good singer he is. Which like, he's a fantastic singer, he but is. it's not Panic at the Disco. No. So, yeah, like, I think everyone kind of collectively sighed a sigh of relief when they heard the news. Um, Probably Brendan did as well, to be perfectly honest, because it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like people were sad. No, no. I Basically, the general vibe on Twitter was like, oh, thank Christ. Unless he's complete, he he could also strike, again, person who, like, gives off the the facade, I'm not going to say facade, because he might legitimately be happy all the time. I mean, I guess that's kind of Mormon upbringing, but like, while also being deeply sinful, but I, fuck, I, I don't know where I'm going with that now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, oh, fuck me. My memory's just gone. That's fine. Let's talk about Maroon 5. All right. Um, did I finish talking about the song? No. no. I think you, I think we touched on the first bullet point. <laughs> Excellent. These bullet points are very large, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate And them. in charge. Uh, so, Animals Mulls was co-written by Adam Levine, Benny Bianco. Is it Bianco or Blanco? I think it's Blanco. Blanco. I think it corrected it to Bianco. It's a bit rude. Um, who wor- has worked on the likes of Blah 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 by Kesha, Circus by Britney, Moves Like Jagger by Maroon 5, um, and also Shellback, who has worked on the likes of a So What by Pink, DJ Got Us Falling in Love by Usher, and What the Hell by Avril Lavigne. I'm going to say as well, Benny Benny seems like an interesting guy. He has a show uh, called Dave. I haven't watched it. I probably won't watch it, but people seem to think it's pretty funny. Yeah, it looks all right. He also has a, or had a, an online cooking show with celebrity chef Maddie Matheson. Okay. Um, uh, do you know Maddie Matheson? I do not. Maddie Matheson's kind of, if you, if you fused Guy Fieri with Nat's What I Reckon, even though ah. he's probably, he'd be older than Nat's What I Reckon, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I want celebrity chefs to kind of, I want celebrity chefs to have my body type. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I want someone to like, 
Well, it, I don't want to go into body shaming territory or like body policing territory, but like I want someone who looks like they've actually eaten the food. And that's Maddie Matheson. Yeah. And like, and he does make sometimes like these just like disgusting looking things that also look delicious. And he's, yeah. Yeah. So he's Canadian and he's, <gasps> right. He's yeah, yeah. quite over, and like he's quite overboard. And there'll be times where it's like he's cooking and then he'll turn around to go to like put whatever in the oven and like, you just see in the back, he's got like this fucking long rat tail or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's just, it's just an interesting guy. Incredible. Yeah. Um, to promote the song. Yes. Kia Motors debuted an advertisement for the 2015 model of the Kia Soul EV. Do you know what EV stands for? Uh, extra very. Electric vehicle. <laughs> I legitimately didn't. I I honestly am thinking that I'm getting dementia. So oh well, that's that's nice. Yeah, it's going wet. <laughs> I'm 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 opening up my darkness tonight. Okay. Uh, so for a limited time after the commercial premiered, Animals was available for free download on the Kia website. Listening to the lyrics, that's a real interesting choice for a for a car ad. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I remember could... when, like, we used to individually download songs? Yeah. That was a time. Yeah. Mm. What was... I'm trying to think of one of the lyrics is, like, something about her scent. Yeah, I can smell your scent I for miles. Your scent for miles. Well, that... But he's... then you wouldn't because it's an electric vehicle, so you wouldn't smell it. But he's stalking her in the electric vehicle. Yeah, and it's true, silent yeah. because it's electric, so he's a more, pro... he's a more efficient stalker. <laughs> Exactly. Boob, boob. Saving the planet while terrorising a poor young woman. <laughs> Saving the planet while killing everyone. Exactly. So the music video was directed by Samuel Bayer, who directed the music videos for Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, of course. Stay Together for the Kids by Blink-182, of course. American Idiot by a band called Green Day. Of course. And Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Basically, Sam... Sam... Sam Bear, um, like, videographed my teenage years. Yeah, he kind of did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to do anything for when My Chemical Romance comes over here? I mean, I'm going to do a lot of crying, I think. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, for this. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? Know. Yeah. I guess at the very least, we'll talk about it for two minutes. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I saw Phoebe Bridges last night and it was great. Awesome. The end. Yeah. Was she wearing a skeleton suit? Because that's the only thing I've ever seen her wear. No, but her band were. Oh, that's cool. Not all in the same suit. They were each wearing their yeah, own. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't in like. <laughs> they weren't in like a, a me- mechanized like Power Rangers <laughs> mech suit skeleton. Like one was the arms, one was the legs. <laughs> Phoebe Bridges was the head, of course. But no, no, no was... she was singing out of the stomach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, it was very good. Uh, so apparently the story of the video is inspired by American Psycho. Mm-hmm. I am claiming that um, that Adam Levine didn't get American Psycho whatsoever. Well, he and... basically, like, to me, the, his brief on it was like, psychotic person but sexy. That, and that's what I'm assuming what... he He saw literally... He saw the scene where Patrick Bateman is fucking the the sex worker and he's pointing at himself in the mirror. Mm. 
and he saw the scene where he drops a chainsaw on her. Yeah. That he saw those two and went, oh, that's American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and he's like, oh, I could definitely be, have, I, I have watched myself and pointed at myself while having <laughs> sex. Like, that's, 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 that's what I imagine all he consumed of American Psycho. Mm. Uh, so the video also features Levine's wife or ex-wife I at this stage. I think current wife still. Apparently, still. yeah, despite everything, they're still a thing. They've Des- got three kids, I d- guess. Despite uh, another woman having a fucking sick body or whatever it was that he said. Oh, what was it? Holy fuck. Holy fucking fuck, that body is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Just incredible. Like, what a legend. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, the video also features Levine's Still wife, Bahati Prinsloo, who performs as the love interest. So, mm-hmm. makes it a little less icky, I guess, but... Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the video was heavily criticised and condemned for dehumanising women and glamorising violence. Jessica Valenti of The Guardian criticised the video for attempting to make violence against women seem edgy, stating there is nothing alternative about showing women being stalked, hunted, raped or killed because it's something that happens every damn day. However, all the complaints fell on deaf ears. Mm. Would you be surprised that they fell on deaf ears? Yeah, look, exactly. When Levine in 2018 called the complaints fucking ridiculous, he said it was supposed to be creepy. I play the role of the creep. It was literally out of a movie. You didn't see that movie, Adam. I'm sorry. <laughs> he uh, didn't say which movie. He just said a movie. They said it was inspired by American Psycho. Yeah, so that but was in the... this in 2018. He said this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the song is about animalistic tendencies. I'm talking about eating someone alive. Use your fucking imagination. It's like watching a horror film and notifying the people who made it to tell them you think they're disgusting. People are sometimes too rooted in reality and they can't differentiate. They take everything too personally. He's Uh, an interesting person. I think that kind of backs up my claim that it's not about sex, that it is literally about a guy stalking a woman. Yeah. With no pretense of... Uh, yeah, like, no metaphor. Yeah, sure. Uh, the song reached number 62 on the Aria charts, number one in Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that, I found that interesting. Huge I was, in Bulgaria. I love when there's, like, a weird, I don't want to say weird place, I don't want to call Bulgaria weird, but, like, when it's like, this was number one in Kazakhstan. I'm like, really? That's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> uh, you're number one in Canada, 27 in the UK, and number three on the US Billboard Hot 100. What do, you, what do you think of this song? First off, I cannot stand just like animals, animals like animals, moles. Like, I'd honestly prefer if it was just like, just like animals. Yeah. Like, I know it doesn't have the same staccato effect, but there's just something about having moles as it's a, a weird sort of echo. syllable. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. All, all that said, though. I hate this song. What? Really? It's okay. Shit. Yeah. There's a, I guess, like, the, it has all the elements there to make it enjoyable. Like, mm. it has the falsetto. It has just a very catchy kind of... Yeah. Look. And, like, it It was... When, we, when I listened to it to prepare for this episode three weeks ago, I had it in my head. Quite a bit. <laughs> and then listening to it again today, I have it in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, like, I don't know. I think it, I think it sort of starts off 
Like it, it starts off with its strength, which is Adam Levine. Like it has, yeah. Yeah. and and him doing his high voice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like again, like I I don't think this guy understands metaphor and has like no. Like I think he's about as subtle as a sledgehammer to the wall. Mm. And that's where I was. I was saying. To to me, thinking that it could be a song about sex, that I'm shocked that it got airplay in America. But then, if I'm thinking that it's now actually about violence, it's like, well, they don't, they don't give a shit about violence. They oh, care yeah. about sex. Yeah. If it's if it's sex, then no. But violence, no violence is fine. Yeah. Over there. Um. But yeah, it's like it's just that kind of dumb, shut your brain off kind of song. Yeah, it's himbo music. It really is. Yeah, and he is. He is the king of the himbo. Which, like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know who you know who I think actually is the king of the himbo, but but I think he's great as Zach Efron. Yeah. Zach Efron's the king of the himbo and I have a lot of time for Zach. S- I salute Zach he's Efron. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um I think like I'm always gonna have a soft spot for Maroon Five just because Songs About Jane was such a banger of an album. Like mm. that really was a formative album for me. Everything post that, like, it's fine. Yeah. They do some very cool shit, like that Makes Me Wonder song. No, wait, that's the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> and a... Give me something to believe. I'm gonna... Because I don't believe... I'm so pitchy. I'm gonna start a band and call it the Jonah Hill Brothers. <laughs> Just Jonah Hill throughout the years, got the super bad era. His uh his perhaps not showering era at the moment. He's doing just fine. He's doing great. Yeah. I got I got I got all the time in the world for Jonah Hill as well. Um like they have some singles post songs about Jane which just absolutely slap. Like, no denying it. This to me sort of leans more on the annoying side, but I also don't hate it. Yeah. It's just, it's a song. I, I, I can see, I can imagine he was so excited about this, this idea as well of like writing a song about a stalker. Um, like it, whether it's a stalker or whether it's like, I'm getting like, you are my ex and you're, we're, we're just on a collision path to getting back together or like mm. at least fucking again. Like it, yeah, it just, it falls into that category of songs written by dudes that are, like, first of all, just very presumptuous, whichever way you're looking yeah, at them. Yeah, And it's just like, yeah, we're gonna bang. That's... I, I think even if, even if you take away, like, the, the sort of rape cult, and this was at the time when, like, the conversation of rape culture was really... Yeah. Was really kicking into effect, but, like, if you take away those sort of elements... At the very least, he's he's the one saying, no, we are going to get back together. And it's like, that's a bit fucked, dude. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I... It's a tricky one because it's equally fucked, which, like, either end of the relationship. Like, whichever perspective it was coming from, it's fucked. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, within the broader culture of just, yeah, like misogyny and all like yeah anyway i want to dovetail a little bit while still talking about maroon 5 did you ever see that picture it was from one of their shows and it was a it was a fan of theirs like a big fan of theirs and i think he had 
autism. He, I think he was on the spectrum, but he, he basically, he got backstage and met them and like has a panic attack. And so one of his calming methods was to lay down. And so the rest of the band yes. laid down. It was like, that's cute. Like, I like that. Yeah. But this song, like, <laughs> that made it sound like I was going to trash the song. Like, I think the thing that I, the thing, the thing that I'll say about it is that like, listening to it a couple of times, I'm, I'm desperately trying to find the other elements to this besides just the drums and Adam Levine. And I imagine that like, recording a Maroon 5 song now, like, yes, they have a band, but I imagine recording a Maroon 5 song now is, you guys play, and then I'll turn you down to about a four, and I'll be at a ten. Yeah, look, it's just, they started working with pop songwriters and producers, and it shows. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. I don't go to Maroon 5 for, like, the cutting edge of whatever the fuck genre they're in. Like, they're just, they're a band that do radio hits and that's fine. They would have, they would have been a soft rock group or a soft pop rock group. And yeah. They went, they went the route that was going to make the money and hey, if you're going to make money, make money. Like, yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. What, what, uh, what do you think of this film clip though? It's a lot. Like, it's an interesting one because I definitely see how it's problematic, but to me, I can also see how Adam's like, well, what are you talking about? Like, because to me, this, like, it is just a sort of classic, um, I guess, like a horror story where, like, in the guy's mind, like, consensually, like, he is hooking up with this girl and, like, they're just, there's, blood and gore and all this but like am I wrong in thinking like he doesn't mur- like he's just he is sort of daydreaming of having this woman all to himself yeah and when they have the sex it's with the sex with the blood pouring on them which is which is the most striking moment like because it's just a lot of him like in meat freezers yeah. with cow carcasses and just standing in the rain looking at it and it's like and I guess, I guess that kind of was done well with American Psycho because, because like Christian Bale was, and I mean, he still is, but like he was in 2002 or whenever that movie was made, was just like, he's a really fuckable man and like got himself super jacked and, and was just like, you wouldn't expect this person to do these things. Yeah. And and it is kind of like th- that with with him, but he's all, with Adam Levine, but he's also trying to be like kind of geeky. Well, yeah. To me, this is just sort of the ultimate like nerd wet dream kind of thing. Yeah, but it's also still mixed Adam in Levine. with like yeah, but like mixed in with like slightly incel, which I guess is where is like the problematic part of it yeah. comes in. But I also, f- I yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just desensitized to like. I don't know, every fucking episode of SVU you see, it's like, oh, and another woman has been raped and murdered. Wonderful. Like... Yeah, I mean, that's literally... I mean, I don't want to necessarily defend SVU, but, like, I watched a lot of SVU when I was in a dark place in my life, and it kind of got me through it. Um, mm. But, like, yeah, it is. It's 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 the special victims unit, which is all SA. Yeah. And, and that sort of stuff. And, yeah, it is a lot of... It's, you know, women and children and... Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I think, like, without getting blue about it, because you don't need to, but, like, I can see how in Adam's eyes this video... It is, like, it's so sensationalized. I can see how he's like, but you're not getting it. Like, it's it's meant to be sensational. It's meant to be radical. It's meant to be yeah. what... Like, it's meant to be animalistic and, like, sex and death, like, merged into the one and all sort of fucked up and whatever. Like, for some reason, I... And again, I can only speak for myself, but I don't find it to be, like, this text of, like, a broader, like, problematic culture. To me, it is just like, yep bit weird anyway what's for lunch like yeah it kind of screams to me of not so much if i can't have you no one will it's more no one will have you because i won't let that happen like, i'm not gonna leave you alone yeah which that's not okay obviously no i can't help but feel as if we're digging ourselves into a hole <laughs> the more we talk about this but like to me it's just so fictionalized like i don't get upset by it for some reason. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of, like, mainstream, mainstream, like, music videos that really pushed, pushed the boundaries. And I can't really... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there have been stuff that's really sort of shocked people from, you know, pop stars and whatnot. Mm. But, again, I'm... Uh, like, I, to me, this isn't, like, a Marilyn Manson thing where you're meant to sort of feel kind of creepy and, like... Yeah. To me, this is just like Sweeney Todd, but like the incel version. Well, it's the it's the Hollywood version of of horror, which is still incredibly clean. Yeah, like, yeah. Still, like, even though they're covered in blood, it's still like shot beautifully, and they're beautiful people. And it's like I don't believe for a second that you're that you're any of this. Like, mm. and and oh, scary! We're in a meat freezer. Like, yeah. Let me ask you this: How many hours? Of the day, do you think Adam Levine spends shirtless? <laughs> Depends what climate he lives in. Well, he lives in... Well, have, you not, yeah. have you not seen his stomach? He could just be a big fan of California. He could have just had a really nice holiday there once and been like, you know what? I <laughs> need know, to immortalise this holiday. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look I'm gonna look him up. I'm He's gonna, absolutely born in California, I'm sure. I'm going to see which, which part, though. Um, but this was, this was pre-California tattoo. It was. Uh, Which was very astute on your part to observe that. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be really? Fr- oh, he's from LA, so it's like, isn't it? Isn't it always? Hey, if if the Sadie Hawkins pod is listening to this right now, hi guys. Hello, hello. Tell us if it's always hot in Los Angeles. Tell it's us always it, sunny in Los Angeles. If, tell us if it's always sunny in LA. I mean, I know from the show it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is filmed in LA. That yeah. uh, technically, that's true. Well, I know that Moona say in their song home by now why is it so hot in la in late october so yeah because that's when it's starting to get cold over there because for us it's like that's when it's getting hot over here so Mm. um but yeah i just thought i mean i thought that was kind of funny there was a period of time i mean he probably still does it where every matthew mcconaughey movie he had to get shirtless yeah my my mum was watching the movie the lincoln lawyer about um a lawyer he played a lawyer, and I think he drove a Lincoln, whatever the, the car is, Lincoln. Yeah. And I was like, tell me at what minute mark he gets shirtless. <laughs> and she's like, it's a movie about a lawyer. He's not going to get shirtless. And I'm like, nah, nah, just tell me <laughs> at what minute mark 
he gets shirtless. And she comes in about eight minutes in. She's like, yeah, he's shirtless. <laughs> he's 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 uh, not wearing a shirt. Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Yep. Anyway, we should really probably just move on. Sure. We'll move up four bands and talk about Ice Nine Kills. Oh, that's really good. Did you just come up with that or were you No, waiting? I've been sitting on that You've since the sit- start of the episode. Since, since the start of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like back in 2000 whatever, I was like... 19. Mm, 19. I was like, you know what? In 2023, when they've inevitably put it off by like enough weeks to tip over into a like six months out of schedule, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to crack the funniest joke that Sam has ever heard. He's going to love it. <laughs> at that, I'll make sure that we're married at that point, so he can't get away from me <laughs> without a lot of administrative hassle. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that a divorce is just. It's just horrible administra- admin work, like just fucking paperwork. I mean, I feel like it kind of is. Like, yeah. yes, there's the dissolution of a marriage, but like the fucking paperwork, oh. that would just be tedious. Oh, the dividing of shit. Yeah. Especially, especially if you've pumped out some kids. Fuck that. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> about Ice Nine Kills. That would be nice. Ice Nine Kills, they're going to show up. I think this is this is the first time we've spoken about them, but then from this point, they show up another two or three times. They're at least once. So then maybe we can just like drop a few facts about them with every episode. Nah. Oh. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you want to do that? I'll, I'll, we'll come up with new stuff. Come on. I'm not, I'm not making up facts about. Yeah, this whole time. (laughs) Sam's just been making shit. None of this exists. None of the music exists. Uh, so not from, uh, sunny California. Ice Nine Kills formed in 2000 from cold Boston. 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 That's what I understand about Boston is that it's a lot of Irish and a lot of cold. Uh, the band started out simply as Ice Nine by high school friends Spencer Charnas and Jeremy Schwartz. Mm-hmm. The name is derived from the fictional substance in Kurt Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle. I have not read that. I was literally going to ask, have you read any Kurt Vonnegut? But, you, you have, haven't you? No. Oh. I don't even know what sort of stuff Kurt Vonnegut writes. Uh, Does he just write, like, fiction? Uh, that's a good question. Like, I feel like he's sort of... For some reason, I put him in the same realm as, like, Hunter S. Thompson, but I don't think that's correct. I kind of put him in the same realm as... Oh, and he's... They literally 
the, there's the, the character in the, David David Foster Wallace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of put him. I kind of put him in uh, that same realm, and I'm probably wrong. That's right. He wrote Slaughterhouse Five. Ah. Um, that, I haven't read that either. So, an American writer and humorist known for his satirical and darkly humorous novels. Huh. So, there you go. I'd probably fully enjoy it, but there you go. There you go. So, definitely different to where they ended up. The band originally started off as a ska punk band. Sick. But later shifted their sound. Oh, so there's, there's, there's got to be a recording somewhere of them using full horns, like a full horn section. Yeah. Uh, but later shifted their sound to fit more of a metalcore aesthetic. However, the band has labelled their sound as... Now, how 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 are we pronouncing this? Is it theatrical or theatrical? Uh, I'm saying theatrical because it's with an I instead of an E. Yeah, theatrical. Theatrical. Um, and that sort of... That really works with what they do, which is kind of... It's almost like... Metalcore Broadway. Yeah. See, like, and I was planning on bringing them up anyway, but, like, interesting that you brought up Panic! at the Disco before, because, like, to me, this is kind of what... Like, this is somehow even more earnest, but, like, this is what Panic! could have become, or, they, like, splintered off into. It could have honestly been... They, would do, they could have done something a little bit different while Brendan could have still lived out his dream of being a huge pop star. Yeah. Like this could have this and and yeah, that I was thinking the same thing. Like this is kind of what Panic should have done. Like literally like the 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 film clip for Have you ever closed a goddamn door or whatever? <laughs> what are the song's called? That's the song. Have you ever closed a goddamn door? Question yeah? mark. Yeah? Yep, that's the one. All right, I'm not looking it up, so <laughs> I'll believe you. You would never lie to me. So No, I'd never steer you wrong. He's like literally like coming out in like the fucking uh, PT with... Barnum outfit. Like Who's that? The the greatest showman, like the guy oh, who ran the circus yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the circus like the the one that was like we're gonna change history and have Hugh Jackman play him and and let's say that he was a great person when in fact he was like exploiting everyone oh, and like dear. and like people died under him and he was a horrible person. But but he's like literally dressed up like the, like this, the biggest theater kid in the world, <laughs> and and he has that energy that fucking nerds would have followed him anywhere if he yeah. if he had just done fucking his own Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Like if he had just gone that way, and 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 that's definitely what what Ice Nine Kills have sort of become it's like yeah as they as they've labeled theatrical i really love that they like obviously bands try new shit all the time but they've really evolved yeah. like i like that they're sort of for whatever reason they're like either this isn't working or like i want to try this anyway and it's just cool it's and like literally in their song um was it hip to be scared hip to be scared which is in itself a song about American Psycho, and I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm not going to say that they get it. They probably do to a certain degree get it, but also like they get it way more than Adam Levine ever got it. Yeah, I think it's also like the okay, I can't remember the lead singer's name. Someone Sharnas. Um, he Spencer Spencer Sharnas. 
he gets to live out like his horror movie fantasies right now, and that's great for him. Yeah. And there's literally in that song, in that film clip, Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach plays <laughs> plays the role of Paul Allen, who gets fucking eviscerated by an axe. And in the movie, it's kind of cathartic because that character is played by Jared Leto. Jar- Jared Leto has made a career of of putting himself in movies where if you don't like Jared Leto, you can see him get chopped up with an axe. You can see him get fucking stomped on by Edward Norton. Norton. You can see him lose a hand in Requiem for a Dream. Shit. <laughs> if you don't like Jared Leto, which I don't. so He sort of like preemptively figured out that people were going to find him really fucking insufferable. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. But like literally in that moment with Jacoby Shaddix, Spencer Charnas is like, hey, do you like Ice Nine Kills? <laughs> Not really. And he's like, yeah, the early stuff was a little bit too seen for me. So, like, he's commenting on their history. Yeah, it's so good. And he's like, but it wasn't until the Silver Scream that they really came into their own. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, like, they really, they acknowledge their history. They acknowledge that, like, they probably, if they had to have just stayed on that same path, they would have just died as one of the thousand boring metalcore acts out there. Yeah. With a clean singer and a screamer. Like... But you watch you watch a video like that, and they have the sensibility. Like he does the he does the singing that's like that's telling you the story. That's also kind of talking. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. While also like distorted guitars playing, and like, but it also doesn't feel as though it's all being sacrificed just so he can be the star. Like you listen to, like I listened to the Silver Scream, and that's like a weird. Oh no, I think I listened to the Silver Scream too, which is the one that Hip To Be Scared is on. And that's a weird album where they have both Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach is on one song and George Corpse Grinder Fisher from Cannibal Corpse is on another <laughs> song. And I kind of wish that that was also the first Silver Scream because then the lead singer of Less Than Jake is on that what? album as well. And they... I've lost my train of thought. Well, they just... Oh, what I was getting at was like, the the rest of the band also gets to show their chops. Like yes. there's a lot of like there's a lot of like arpeggios and sweet picking, like very similar to a band like Protest the Hero. Yeah. Like they they really get to show off who they are as well. And like the guitarist has the guitarist has the, the guitar with no head on it. Only prog players play the fucking <laughs> guitar with no head on it. It's it's just like honestly, like if if in a few years time I read Ice Nine Kills is putting on a Broadway play. Oh, fuck. Like, American Psycho had its own Broadway musical. Like, if they say they're putting on a Broadway play, I'll go, yeah, it's about fucking time they did. Yeah. I think, like, and we're yet to even talk about their cover of Animals, Malls, but um, I just, it's been refreshing to learn about these guys because, look, I'll admit, without the pod, I'd just sort of be like, oh, yeah, I know the name, but eh. Yeah. Whereas, like, having a prompt to look into them, I'm genuinely, like, excited in the premise. Like, if slash when they come over here, again, I'll go see them just for shits and gigs. Like, why not? I... What? That could be, like, a good booking name. Shits and gigs? Shits and gigs. <laughs> shits and gigs. Um, I... I... Yeah, like, I... I I think that, like, to put on an actual show that's that's them. They're the they're the band, but also like 
Like, and they have those sensibilities of like the dancers yeah. and, and like the way that like the scenes move like a fucking play. Like, mm. and they, and I knew that they were, I knew that they had gone sort of like a different route that they, that they weren't just, they were a metalcore band and then they, they shifted and it was all horror stuff. Yeah. And I was, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And when they came up, I was like, okay, they're the, they're the horror band. Mm. I, I didn't realize that it was going to be like that though. And, and I'm, I honestly think it's quite refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the only thing is like the horror that they talk about is the very, it's the really mainstream horror. So it's American Psycho, it's Chucky, it's Freddy Krueger. Does that matter though? I just, I just kind of like, and I talk about some really dark stuff. Yeah, but, but like to me, they're a very hot topic band, but they do it so well that I don't care. That's exactly that's that's the the, the perfect way to describe them. I don't even a, say that to like they're a hot topic band. I'm not even trying to write them off though. Like they are very good at carving out exactly their shit. Like yep. this is who we are. There's, I'd love to. I, I don't think they would if they came over here. I don't think they would go to these lengths. But there's there's an American. Uh, like it's it's like three genres in one. It's like a blackened thrash death metal band mm-hmm. called Oxygen Destroyer. Okay. And one of my jackets, I have an Oxygen Destroyer backpatch. They they call themselves Kaiju Metal. Okay. So like all of their songs are about like Godzilla, <laughs> Gamora, like an Ultraman, and so like they have these shows where they put on wrestling. They yep. put on. They put on an old couple of old kaiju movies and then they play. Okay. So it's like this, this, this like sensory overload of just weird fucking shit. And I would love to go to one of the, cause it's like, that's all of my shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Death metal, wrestling, monster movies. Yes. I would absolutely die for that. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, I, and maybe maybe they kind of do stuff like this. Maybe they do have like background dances for a metalcore band, which even in itself is weird and cool. Yeah. But like, go for it. Go go big with it. I think like because their cover of Animals Malls was before before this. But even then, that, yeah. you can sort of see like you can see how calculated they are. And again, I don't say that in a cynical way, but like. Mm. They have thought everything through from top to bottom. Yeah. Like, the song is an interesting choice because, like, to me, the subject matter, again, it sort of bleeds into that, like, sort of horror, yeah. like, schlocky kind of genre, I guess, subject matter. Um, they do cover it in a way which, again, sort of, it does keep the pop sensibilities of, like, Spencer can fucking turn out a tune. Yeah. Like, he isn't just doing like black the way through like he's what not even i i think maybe later on he became he does screams but like the guitarist is the screamer in the in yeah. the band at that time yeah um and and yeah i think they got a different guitarist maybe at some point and um, then like even just things like the music video that they put together for it again like the fact that they put together a music video that does have a very solid concept it's a bit yeah like low budget but it's It's real strong theater kid energy but that's exactly it like they you can see who they were ahead of time if that makes it like i think they were always going to self-realize into this band that they are now yeah and it's cool to see this as like part of that like setting the stage 
pun intended, for what they were going to do next. I think when we watched it the first time yeah. a few weeks ago, and and I think you were like, oh, I don't really like this. And I was like, it gets funny, though. And you're like, when does it get funny? <laughs> and then, like, the dog, he has a fight with a little terrier. <laughs> and that's when it that's when it gets funny. And it's like... And, like, like they're overacting and everything as well, which I kind of found funny. To me, like, that's... Had I gotten into these guys as a teenager, if it had been my cup of tea, I used to love that shit. Like, the Academy is, they used to do, like, weekly YouTube videos of just doing dumb shit, and I'd think it was, like, the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I went yeah. back and watched it, I was like, this... Oh, is- when you're a fan, like, yeah. you, you'll, you'll tolerate quite a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. the most inane chatter, or yeah. jokes, or japes, or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. Um... But again, like, they sort of, they paid attention, they watched the original video, they were like, okay, we're going to do something similar, kind of, except that it's going to be, like, this whole fantasy where, like, I kidnap this hot girl's dog and then help her find it, and then she's going to fall in love with me and la 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 la. Like, yeah. it's just, I really like when the, you get these bands that get that opportunity to really show off and they yeah. take it and they do it properly. Not to say that there are ones out there that don't, but, like... It's nice to see examples of bands where they just went for it. Yeah, yeah. This is this is an example of one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this like when in movies or television or music videos, when someone gets into a fight with something small and unassuming, it's always funny. Yeah. So when he when he gets into the fight with the dog. Well, it's when he, is it a pile driver when you... He gives it an elbow drop. Yeah. <laughs> or, like... no, he tries to and the dog runs away. But, like, I'm thinking of the, the scene in in Something About Mary where he gets into a fight with a very similar dog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's never not funny to me. It just, yeah. When like... someone gets their ass kicked by something that they shouldn't and, yeah. And, like, we'll be talking about it again... But yeah, um, for one of the other covers, they do Zane and Taylor Swift's I Don't Want to Live Forever. Yeah. And it's the same dog in the video clip for that. And there's almost like a narrative link between, like, just pu- purely by virtue of the dog, which I assume it's Spencer's dog or one of the other members' dogs. Like, Well, because we can talk about it now because I think, unless we move it, it's our last. Yeah. It's our last ever song. Yes. Um. um yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah, unless they've released another album, yes. which, look, it's been a few years, they might not. But, um, yeah, it's literally, like, that was the... This this video was a movie, and the dog got famous off of that, I think, or, like, the dog... It's, essentially, the dog got famous, and fame has gone to the dog's head. Yeah. It's like, the dog's an asshole. There's just something very endearing about the way they carry themselves. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, just taking the band as an entire package, like, I'm just very invested. Like, yeah. I am keen to hear what they sounded like back in their Scar days. I'm keen to hear oh, a yeah. bit more of their pre-theatrical stuff. Yeah. Even though it's not my cup of tea, like, I'm just curious to see if there are any links you can pull between that and where they are now. Yeah. I want to listen to Silver Scream and the sequels and what, like... Yeah, it's refreshing, like you said, just to sort of be like, oh, shit, like, these guys... I can't remember what the, the they did it. It was before. I think that was when they were starting to like to experiment with theme. Mm-hmm. They they did a an album about books. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I can't remember what that's called as well. So it's yeah, like I feel like it's sort of open to interpretation, but it is just that very specific. Like I love when bands find that niche and cater to it because, like, that's kind of what Panic was with Aphelia Can't Sweat Out was like. It was basically Ryan Ross being like, hey, I read smart books. Look mm. at me reference these books and these songs. And so, of course, you get all these, like, self-righteous teenagers like myself listening to it and being like, uh-huh, oh, that's very God. clever. <laughs> I'm going to go fucking read Chuck Palahniuk now. Like, yeah, it just... Yeah, I just... I like seeing bands find what they're good at and just do it. Did they really reference Chuck Palahniuk in a... Yeah. In the song? Yeah. Um, Invisible Monsters. That's why I read the book in the first that's place. That's a good book. It is a good book. That's a good book. Like, uh, Fight Club was good, but, like, that's a good book, Invisible Monsters. But that's the thing. It's like, I like... So, to me, I'm picturing someone similar to me as a teenager, like, listening to these guys and being like, oh, I wonder what all these horror movies are. Like... Yeah, yeah. It's that thing of just sort of welcoming other people into the same shit that you're interested in and... It's just, it's nice. Like, I just find the whole thing very wholesome and clever. I'm, I'm beyond the age of caring how people get into stuff. Like, if you, yeah. if you, if someone tweets something, like, if someone tweets about a movie and you're like, hey, what's this movie? I'm going to watch it. And it's like, I don't know if you've never heard of The Exorcist before and, and that's the movie that you watch. I don't care if you've watched it, you've watched it. Cool. Like, yeah. get into it how you get into it. And this is, this is that kind of thing where it is. You're right. Like, it's, it's cool that they're, that they're doing that, that and that they would be getting kids into, you know, cool movies. Yeah. I just kind of want them to talk about Cannibal Holocaust and Martyrs. Like, <laughs> I think, like, for me, had they stayed what they were before they sort of evolved into this theatrical thing, mm. to me that, like, I wouldn't know any better because I probably wouldn't have bothered getting into them. But, like... That would be a shame. Like, I think what I'm trying to say is, like, yeah, I like that they have continued to sort of branch out and try new stuff because they're infinitely more interesting for it. I think the world is better with Ice Nine Kills in their current form in it. Yes, I agree. Is is what I'm getting, what you're saying. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah, or yeah, nah. Yeah, look, hell yeah for both. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like I don't know what it is about the Maroon Five song. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't offend me as much as other Maroon Five songs. <laughs> like I listen to that and go, okay, I don't necessarily need to listen to it again, but it's in my head for a while. Well, I mean, like give it, give animals moles to me over moves like Jagger any day. Oh. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, that was, that was a bad song. Uh, what about you? Uh, hell yeah. Cool. Well, I give this episode a hell yeah. I think it's been pretty good. So this has been Animals. Animals. <laughs>